weekend. Um, Aaron, of course, is not here. He's on vacation, so God help you all. And I usually say that every time. Um, but uh, in no way do I ever want Aaron's job. I do singing and play guitar. This is scary, just so you know. Um, and it's not my favorite thing to do, but I appreciate him letting me step in for him when he's missing. Uh, means a lot to me. Um, if you don't know, um, and some of you may be new, some of you online that are listening as well, um, I've been with Aaron a really, really long time. Um, and I think, I think this has been, I don't know, you probably know better than I would, 16, 17 years, if not more, um, I've been leading worship for him. And um, so it's been a really long time, and I appreciate him more than anybody on this planet Earth. Um, and um, I hope they're having fun. But he has to come back next week because I don't want to do this again. Um, with that being said, um, some of you might not know who I am um, or some people online. Um, my mom and dad are watching, so hi, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, and that cricket is going to drive me insane all day long here. Um, my name is John. A um, couple things about me. The important things about me is I like toys. I pretty much have a toy store in my office if you want to go back there and play. If you take anything out of the packages, though, I may throw my shoe at you. Um, everything stays in the packages real nice and pretty on the wall. Um, I like fake wrestling. I know it's okay. It's all right. I love WWE and anything fake like that. Yeah, yeah, I like body slams and all that good stuff. Um, and I like wiener schnitzel, but there's none around here. So uh, that's about the, all the important things you need to know about me. Everything else is pretty, pretty lame and, and not very fun. Um, so that's getting to know me just a little bit. Um, this morning I'm going to speak to you about something that um, kind of just got to me. Um, and um, it took me all week to kind of put this together because it kind of happened in pieces. Um, and um, I titled this, Who Are You Really? And um, I will explain to you what this is actually all about here in a minute. Um, and. Um, but I, I think that um, this is a very, very important thing that we need to talk about as a church, as a community, and everything else. Um, I'm going to read out of John 15, uh, verse 16. I'm going to read out of the ESV and then also the, the Passion Translation as well. It says this. It says, you do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name he may give it to you. And then uh, the, I like the Passion Translation of this. It says this. It says, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world. This is going to be the most important part right after this. It says, to bear fruit, and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father, uh, for my sake, he will give it to you. And one of the questions that I want to pose to you today that I want you to keep in the back of your head is this. Who are you really? And um, I hope by the end of this, we can kind of answer that. Um, and uh, one of the things that I, I thought of this morning, and this was, this was kind of interesting, is um, what if I told you that I had a video of one of you guys of just your alone time? How many people would be interested? And I know you're lying if you're not, if you, would, if you wouldn't be interested in seeing that. Because it'd be somebody else. But what if I said it was of you? How many would start panicking? How many would go, oh boy, 
What did they see on that camera? What did they catch me doing? And, and, and I thought about that this morning, and I, and I you know, there's a, there's a guy, um, Derek Webb, um, who's probably more of a heretic than anything, but he did say this one time. He said, he's like, wouldn't it be really great if they just broadcasted our whole entire life on the, on the news one night? That way everything would be in the open. Everything would be out there. We wouldn't be hiding anything. I think it's very interesting that we all hide small things. Um, and, and if you know me, if you know me very well, you're knowing that when I'm speaking about something, this is something that's going on in my heart as well. Um, and stuff that I deal with. Um, I am nothing special when it comes to this. I struggle and I sin just like all of you guys. And so um, I want you to understand that this is coming from me. Um, this talk is going to be a tough one, but it is not, it's not intended to come down hard on anyone or call anyone out. Um, but I believe we're kind of in an emergency, and I believe the church is in need of taking a good look of what we've become and what, we are, um, what we've turned into. Um, I feel the moment that we're in right now um, has taken its toll on us, has um, defeated some of us. I feel like um, some of us has just given up. Um, and uh, we're tired, we've become complacent, the complacent, and um, you know, some of us have just straight up plain given up. Um, and I think the world needs our love, and um, the only way we can receive that is through him. Um, and you guys are very familiar with this. Um, my printer printed out the weirdest way, too. Um, but in Galatians, um, we look at the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, and here's what it Here's what it says, and I'm going to read through all these because I think these are really, really important. Um, again, I'm going to read a lot from the passage and the message. Um, a lot of times I'll go back to the ESV. Um, I don't recommend studying out of them, but they do word things a little bit differently sometimes, and they do help. But it says this uh, in the Passion. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine. Love in all its uh, varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of the heart, and strength of the spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. And one of the reasons um, this is coming up is I've noticed something very, very um, dangerous. Um, lately um as the year has progressed and we've gone through this 2020 of a hurricane and we're about to go into another hurricane it sounds like um i've noticed something about christian people we've we've become really hard um and um i'm i'm one of those guys that will get on youtube and that will sit there and somehow i'm watching uh videos of i don't know a cute dog or something, and the next thing I know, I'm into full-on, who knows what, where it'll lead you to. One day, I was sitting here, and, and, um, and I was watching a video, and, um, and it kind of just broke me down a little bit, and it was just this, doesn't really matter what the story was, but it was of this lady who professed to be a Christian. And um, let's just say that whatever came out of her was not like Christ. And I'm seeing it more and more and more. Like, you go out to a restaurant, and I'm telling you, if your food isn't here, we're just we're going to yell at you. Um, 
And I can tell you this much, I hate restaurants, I hate going into restaurants, I don't like being around a lot of people. But a lot of these restaurants are short staffed now and stuff like that, and, and it's the worst of the worst on Sundays. You can, you can just go in there and ask a person, and they'll tell you that Sundays are gonna be the worst. We're demanding, we want our food, we're not gonna be patient about it. Um, and I see this happening all over the place. I see this at my work. Um, I see people just being completely hurtful to each other. And so what I did is I go, okay, well, what do we need to do about this? What? Well, I'm going to look at the person that I need to, um, and I'm going to look at Christ, and I'm going to look at um, what he did. And um, I got a few examples, and some of these are going to be extremely, like, not, like you're going to know these. Like, these are Sunday school stories. You got these put up on a felt board for you. Um, but I, I think they're important to read through. And one of the examples of Jesus' kindness was um, the healing of the leper. Um, it says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleaned of leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, See, Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Because of the uh, communicability of uh, the disease, lepers have been uh, considered outcasts in Jesus' time. They lived separately and were seen as unclean and untouchable. Um, but Jesus, taking pity on the leopard, healed him of the disease. He didn't see the man as a leper, but as a human being who was sick and needed his help. Through this, Jesus taught us kindness should go beyond uh, social stereotypes. We should look at where they are coming from and understand their circumstances. Only they only then can we develop a genuine compassion. In the words of Mother Teresa, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. And I will tell you this, the world of, the world of tattoos, <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. Um, and you can walk around pretty normal with tattoos on and nobody's gonna really bother you. Um, they didn't used to be like that. Anytime I used to have to lead worship, I'd have to come up here buttoned from head to toe just so somebody wouldn't come find me after service and, and yell at me. Um, and I think this is one of those things that Jesus, I can't imagine Jesus, he's just walking and he sees this leopard who was a complete like outcast to the people. The people, they probably walked on the other side of the street of him. You know, he's probably walking down one side, and I can see the people going like, yeah, we're going to go to that side of it. And here comes Jesus just, just cruising down the street. And he heals this guy, and he doesn't even think twice about it. He doesn't go, man, let me put my glove on real quick so I can touch it. No, I mean, I, I'm assuming Jesus looked at him, put his hand on him, probably gave him a big old hug and said, you're good. Didn't once look at him and didn't have anything but love in his heart for that man. And this example is something that we can take with us. And, and I know we all come from different generations. I know that we come from, from places of um, strict or non-strict or somewhere in the middle. But I tell you this much haven't been discriminated against more than I can even possibly imagine um, because of the way I look 
and and believe me, I'm okay with it. I've I've done this to myself, so I'm I I know what I caused. But here's what I want, and I want you guys' hearts to. I want this to soak in. I want this when you see somebody, you don't look at them and go, eh, that's what. Eh. You know, we have people that are homeless. We have people that are um, that dress differently. We have different backgrounds. We have a lot of different stuff. But there is something behind that person. It's a human being. It's a story being told in that person. And I want you to do what Jesus did. I want you to look at that person and love them. I want you to see Christ in them and how they were made. Jesus made them so wonderful that, you know, some people... He just wanted to have drawings on. I don't know. I, you know, I, I think that um, that's one of the, the um, things that is going on in this world right now is we, we've gotten to a place to where um, we are looking at people and being just putting them down, doing stuff like that. So, like, with that being said, um, let's look at what Jesus has to say about another thing. And this was dining with a sinner. And we all know the story. Um, I almost was going to sing it this morning, but I've done enough singing of kids' songs lately, so I probably was not going to do this. But we all know Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Um, yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> we should have sang it. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> um, but this is what it says. It's Jesus entered Jericho, and he was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was too short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed in a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. It says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. He's like, I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once. And welcomed him gladly. I can't imagine Jesus saying, I need to go to your house now. Um, it says, all the people saw this and began to mutter. That yeah, sounds like everything today. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to his house because, he, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And here's what I wrote. I said, would you be willing to dine with an ex-convict, a known sinner? Anybody? Would that be on your list of things to do? I said, um, most of us uh, would have hesitated, while others would have flat out said no. Zacchaeus may not be a convicted criminal, but in his eyes of the Jews, he might as well have been. In Jesus' time, tax collectors would have often abused their powers to line their pockets with uh, people's hard-earned money. Yet Jesus never hesitated, and there's that word again, he never hesitated, he just went straight on in to dine with him. He didn't care if others um, will see him associating with a sinner. He didn't care if people uh, would hate him for it. That's the kind of kindness that the world needs today. Uh, we should stop seeing people for the wrongs they've committed instead of, instead we should judge them on how they try to right those wrongs and turn their life around. I'm guilty of this. I've looked at plenty of people and go, I know what you did and I know what you've been, how dare you? And I've shut them out of my life. 
And I've lost a lot of friends because of that. And um, we are we are guilty of looking at people and going, I know what you have done. I know what dirty things you have done. And I can't be around you. I can't, I'm not willing to be your friend. I'm not willing to love on you. But if we really look at the example, Jesus just straight up walked to him and said, I need to go to your house. Like Zacchaeus didn't even have a chance to clean his house. Like, that would freak me out. Jesus is coming over to my house. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, don't look over here, please. I'm going to try to sweep it under the table or do something. And he walked in and had dinner with him. One of the most intimate things you can do with a person is have dinner. Um, and um, and if, you, if, if you sit down at a table with somebody, you're sharing your story, your life, everything with them. And I feel like that's what Jesus was doing. He wanted to look Zacchaeus down and he wanted to say, I know who you are. I know what you've done. But as we sang this morning, I am washed by the blood. And that's what Jesus saw in Zacchaeus. Oh, I just saw clean. He's like, that, I love that guy. Another example was preaching to the Gentiles. Um, now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to the town in Samaria called, I'm not even going to try to say some of these names, guys. I apologize. I'm, I, tr I was sitting there last night with Google with a little button that was trying to, like, pronounce them, and I just, I'm, I'm Mexican. It's just not going to happen. Um, I add S's to everything, so it's weird. Uh, near the plot of the ground Jacob had given to his son uh, Joseph, Jacob's well was there. And Jesus tried, uh, it was, uh, Jesus tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, um, it was about noon when a Samaria, uh, Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, and who it, uh, who it is that asks you uh, for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw well, with the well is deep. Uh, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, and did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks... Um, this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. I need the water, uh, indeed the water I give uh, them will become in them a spring of water welling up uh, to eternal life. And um, the Samaritan woman is a foreigner and in the eyes of the Jews, she's a Gentile. The two races don't associate. In fact, it's frowned upon to talk to a Gentile. Um, it says, thus by preaching to the Samaritan woman, Jesus broke um, more societal boundaries and showed us that kindness is universal. Uh, we should only be uh, kind to those of, uh, we shouldn't only be kind of, um, uh, to those of our, own, of our own race. Everybody deserves compassion regardless of the skin color or religion or beliefs. Um, this is a big one here, um, and this one's a bigger topic than we have time to deal with right now. 
we can all watch the news and we can all kind of see what's going on. And here's the plain and simple. Treat people like you want to be treated. It doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they smell like. Jesus would have loved that person. Um, and um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter where you come from. As Christians, as Christ followers, we need to look at those people and we need to be compassionate. Um, and I think this is the last one I have here. Is those the lights just turning on by themselves again? I, our, our, we have crazy town going on in church today. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> forgiving those who hurt him. Um, while he was still speaking, a crowd, uh, uh, speaking, a crowd came up. And the man who was called uh, Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what he was doing happen, they said, Lord, should we strike uh, with our swords? And one of them struck the servant on the high priest, cutting off his right ear. He had a fast trigger. Um, but Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear, and he healed him. Put that sucker right back on. Um... And in spite of his, uh, and, uh, his, uh, his upcoming death, Jesus still found it uh, in him to heal the man who arrested him. Even while hanging on the cross, he still managed to ask his father to spare the people who have hurt him because they know not what they are doing. Forgiving those who have done us wrong is one of the greatest acts of kindness you can do, not only for others, but for yourself. Uh, you give your enemies the chance to redeem themselves and... Um, yourself uh, an opportunity to heal. So what am I trying to say with all these examples? Um, well, I truly believe uh, we have stepped away from who the church should be. We have become so uh, into taking care of ourselves. We've become so prideful. We have become selfish, not forgiving. And I wrote down some examples of um, what is uh, kind of going on in the world today. And one of them, you heard me talk about people being in public and restaurants and freaking out and our homeless community, um, geez, just go downtown. You, you can see it. It's it's evident. People are hurting. Um, well, we can stick our head in the no, or in the sand, and we can just God, we just don't have to drive down there. We don't have to see them. Um, our own community around us. Um, you can see the diversity. You can see the problems that we have in our own community. Um, judging others because they're different. This one is one that I've dealt with quite often. And um, um, this one, different generations that don't understand each other, but both think they're right. Um, this is a hard one, to be honest. Um, I'm, I, can you believe it? I'm 40. Um, and I still feel like I'm 17, which is kind of weird, I know. Um, I do pluck out all the white beard hairs in my, in my beard. Um, just so I don't look 40. Um, but this one, this one hit me pretty hard. Um, we have um, a lot of different generations, and, and it's crazy because we're missing half the church today, which is, uh, they're all out. But if you look at our church, we have everything from young to, to older, and we have a lot of different generations. As being a worship leader, or I call it a worship guy because I don't, leader and pastor are kind of weird to me. Um, I've had to, like, it, it's hard to navigate. Um, 
And I think we talked about this like last week. It's it's hard to sing a song that everybody's gonna like and that, that I don't get tomatoes thrown at me after service or I gotta go hide because I didn't do this, this, or this. Or this one will really get you. These things, they're usually attached to your kid's head um, or their face um, or something of that nature. Um, but there's a generation of, of folks that, one, don't even use them, and two, kind of despise them. Um, you know, um, if I didn't have this, I didn't know where I'm going, honestly. Um, I wouldn't know half the things I didn't know because I learned them all on YouTube. Um, and, um, but there's such a disconnection in our generations. And you're right and I'm right. I'm just going to tell you right now it's garbage. We can be one and we don't have to fight a, this is the way we did it when I was a kid. This is the way I do it now. Like, we got to figure this one out. Um, this one will tear people apart and um, divide a church in two seconds. Um, and um, this is one that I deal with on a constant basis, and, and I don't have the answer for it, guys. I don't. Um, it's hard. Um, one of the next ones I wrote down was just compassion for the loss. Um, this is a huge one. This should be at the forefront of everybody. Um, we were... Um, I think a lot of times, and, and, and I am super to, to blame for this, um, and I will take my, I will take my, um, raise my hand first in this, is that um, just like I just said, you know, we can drive by the people, or we, do, we don't just, we just won't drive by the people downtown just because they're homeless, so we don't have to see it. We do the same with the loss. Like, if you're not, if you're not hurting for the loss, if that's not something that's on your mind, like, all the time, like, look, we have a lot of empty chairs in here right now. And there's a lot of people in our communities, there's a lot of people in our work um, that we need to be after. Um, and I'm not saying we need to go throw Bibles at people or whatever, but as Jesus' kindness was shown in many different ways, just that is a portion of him working through us. And um, I feel like that has been an issue. Um, Political, again, not going to get into it. You stand on the right, you stand on the left. I hate you, I hate you, really. Like, this is, this is, this is where we're at. Jesus didn't stand on either side of the fence. And I tell you this much, if we're going to throw around hate because of a political stance, then I will, I will be honest with you, that is not what Jesus would be doing at this time and moment. Um, and... Um, I don't care what side of the fence you stand on. It really does not affect me or bother me. But we can still love each other. And we can treat each other with dignity. Um, just turn on the news and see people fighting every single day. People getting hurt nonetheless um, because of a stance that they've taken. And that's great. I love, we have our stances, we have our places, we have our closed issues, those things we fight for. Those, those are great. Um, and we fight for those things, um, but that doesn't come at the cost of somebody else. Um, and um, that, is, that is one of those major things that I'm seeing right now. Um, and if you look back probably, I don't know, maybe, you know, 
two years ago, a lot of this stuff wasn't on the forefront. And this is what people are dealing with now. This is, this is what people are, are having to walk around with. Um, and um, you all know the golden rule. Um, it says everything you do, uh, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd want them to treat you. Uh, for that is the same essence of all teachings of the law and the prophets. Um, in Matthew 7, it says this. It says, <laughs> this is pretty black and white, guys. This is pretty black and white. It says this. It says, refuse to be a critic full of bias towards others, and you will not be judged, for you will be judged by the same standard that you have used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? How could you say to a friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more? You being hypocritical and a hypocrite, first uh, knowledge and deal with your own blind spots, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. Where do you stand? Like, who are you really? And what I, what I mean by this is this. Who are you when nobody's around? Are you Christ-like? Or are you... I don't know how to... Are you... Are you somebody else? Um, the destruction that is happening right now in our lives because kind of the world's falling apart right now. And I think one of the problems is, is you haven't seen the church step up. And I'm not afraid to criticize the church because we can do much better than we're doing. We sit and we come to church every Sunday. We sit in our seats and then we leave and we go back home. And none of it affects us. Um, this is my home. I love this church. I love the people in this church. And I will never, ever, ever, ever say um, anything bad about us, but we can do better. Um, and um, every single day that we wake up, um, gosh, Wendy, you got to go to, you got to start class next week, and, and I'm sure there's probably about a million people going, do I got to take my kid with a mask or I don't got to take my kid with a mask? And I'm sure that there's probably an obscene amount of just hatred either on either side, people arguing back and forth. Wendy has to deal with that. Wendy has to tell a kid, hey, I gotta put, you got to put your mask on. Like, um, Wendy deserves the kindness. Wendy deserves the person to walk in and say, how are you doing today? Are you doing okay? Um, that's what I'm talking about. Um, the little things that we do every single day, the little things that we, we can look at people and, and we, can, we can feed life into them um, is good. But one of the problems is, is this, is like, what are the things that are stopping us from doing that? And um, that's why I said, who are you when nobody's looking? Are those the little things that are getting in your way? Um, are those the things that you can't seem, that are not producing the fruit that need to be produced. Um, I wrote this down. Um, it says, our love comes from the Father. Unless Our love comes from the Father. Unless we look 
smell and act like him, we will miss it every time. We can call ourselves Christians all we want, but if we don't show that by getting low and being humble and putting ourselves last and the others first, we will be no better than the world. There is a lot going on in the world today, and we can ignore all that's going on around us, or we could put our heads in, the, or we could put our heads in the sand and keep moving on like nothing is wrong, or we can run towards the mess and be the change, and be who we really are. And what I wrote down here is um, out of Ephesians two ten. It says, "For we are His workmanship." Did you know that when He created you? He didn't look at you and go, oh, man, I messed up. It says, we are, for we are his workmanship. That means he put his hands on us. It says, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. I'm tired and tired of people being hurt on both ends and I'm tired of people looking for a place and a and people that they're looking they're looking for something and let's just be honest we haven't been able to give it to them too worried about everything else. And again, I, I don't want to get into all the crazy amounts of things that are going on right now. But if we don't shape up and we don't, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of people lost. And again, I don't, I don't speak on this to throw a, um, you know, throw a, a, a big old boo to you, like, that's not what I'm here to do. This talk is to myself. And I know that we can do better, and I know that people want to do better, and I know that there's a lot of things going on, but if we look at who we're supposed to be following, if we're supposed to be Christ followers, we can look at Jesus and we can go, man, he bought a lot of, <laughs> he bought a lot of controversy with him, but he also didn't hesitate. He looked at the person he saw, a human being, and said, I'm going to go after that person. Whether he's a sinner, whether he's a tax collector, whether it was a person that was the woman that had the issue with the blood. Um, there's so many more stories of what Christ did. And if we look at that as our example, then we can walk around a whole lot differently. And I'll be honest with you. Um, as you know, like, I've, I've, I've done some job changing as of lately. I was working at a Christian school. Um, not my favorite thing in the entire world. Um, probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. <laughs> To be honest with you, I work at a at a shirt shop now. Back I'm back at my my shop over here, um, and I'm be honest with you, like the people that I work with at the shop who are probably mostly heathens, uh, <laughs> I love them to death. They're some of the best people that I know, and um, and I don't say that to just. It, it sounds like I'm just harping on us Christians, 
But I'm telling you what, we got work to do. And if we're not willing to look at ourselves and clean ourselves up and really, really get dirty um, with this, um, then we're going we're gonna fail and um, we're gonna lose a lot of people. And um, I'll tell you what, some of those heathens that I work with at work, um, I promise you I'm working on them. I'm gonna get them into the church eventually. Um, and um, but that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about this morning. And then, and again, this is not my forte. This is not what I do. This is not how um, I. Aaron is excellent. He he has like points to his thing. I just start writing mine out and I just type it all out, so it's a big old mess. Um, but I tell you what's on my heart, and I tell you the way it is, and you'll let, the good thing about me is you'll always get the truth from me, um, and uh, don't sugarcoat anything, and you might want to go look at me and go, man, John, I don't know about what you just said, and I'm going to look at you and go, it's okay, I love you anyways, um, don't back into my car when you're leaving, please, um, um, but I, I want you to understand something more than anything, and um, um, from my heart to your hearts is that um, this is what I love. Uh, you know, Aaron trusts me with this microphone and I love the fact that he um, knows that I'm a completely different soul than he is. Like we live at two different opposite ends of the earth. Um, and, um, but he knows very well that sometimes I can't get myself in trouble when I do speak and I say things. But I just, simple, simple, simple thing today from all of this is the love that God showed us when I was a sinner and still am a sinner. That love, though, that he showed to me when he died on the cross is the same love that we need to push out to the world. And it doesn't need to be anything more difficult than that. If somebody's different than you, if somebody has a different opinion than you are, it's okay. You don't gotta look at them and fight about it. Like it's okay. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's what I got for you this morning. I don't even know what time it is, and I don't even know that we're gonna sing another song because it just sounds weird um, to sing another song after that. Um, Plus, I have to put my guitar all the way back on and all that good stuff. Um, but uh, that's just, I don't know that that's going to happen this morning. But I will tell you this much. Um, please come back and, and, and uh, listen to Aaron. Um, he's way better. He does a way better job. And see, I completely forgot announcements. I forgot everything. Um, none of these guys, if you haven't filled one out, fill it out. Um, that way we can keep in touch with you guys. Um, and um, also, I know, is there a sign-up sheet for community groups, Linda? Uh, if you're interested in community groups, sign up for a community group. Um, they're also pretty awesome. Um, if you like eating other people's food, um, we'll talk about that later, too. Um, I'm trying to see if I forgot anything else. Um, Schedule-wise, I don't know. Anyways, let's pray, and then we're just gonna we're gonna kind of get out a little bit early today, but that's okay. Um, it won't be a bad thing. Um, thanks for listening to me, and um, I know that again, my um, 
offering. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, this is, whew, this morning has been a heck of a morning. I walked, let me tell you my morning. This is, I'll take a couple more of your minutes. I walked in this morning, I flip on the lights, I'm back here in the dark, and the lights just start moving by themselves. Um, and uh, I literally looked at it and I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad day. Like, I can already tell. Then the sound system shut off. I had a dead battery in my microphone. Um, one of my songs in my iPad, which I depend on very heavily because another thing about me is I don't see color very good, was missing. So that was that nice little pause at the beginning. Um, so it must be um, rain on John day today. Um, and that's okay. Um, we still had fun, um, at least a little bit. That cricket is gonna die though. We're gonna. I can't handle it. I keep. It's the only thing I keep hearing in my head back here is that cricket. Um, and so offering, Aaron will kill me if I didn't remember to do offering because I made fun of him for forgetting offering one day as well. Buckets are at the end over here. Um, just put your whole wallet in there or whatever you got to do. I don't care. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think that's those are the only two, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, um, I think that's it. Anything else? No? Okay. I'm going to get fired after this. It'll be great. Um, all right, well, let's pray, and then we're going to, we're just going to get out of here and uh, um, just have a good Sunday and all that good stuff. So, Lord, we love you. And God, thank you for. Um, Showing us who we should be, God. And God, even when somebody isn't looking, God, that, that our hearts are in the right spot, God, and that we take serious loving people. And God, and, and put our hearts, give us compassion for the, the people, God. And and God, if if we if we give us give us some moments, God, give us some some true opportunities to love on people, Lord. In our community, in our work, and Wherever we um, go, God, I just, I pray that you would just help us um, love more like you did. And God, not, God, just, the, when, we, when we get to it, God, we, we just don't hesitate, God, that we, we walk right into it and, and show who you are. God, it's not just, it's not because of us that that love's there. It's because it comes, it's because you're inside of us and that comes out, God, and we just ask that you would just help us be more attentive to that. God, that our hearts would be in the right place when we don't agree with our, our friends or if we disagree with them. God, that you would um, help us to forgive people. God, that we would look at people and, and the people that have wronged us or the people that have done um, or we've wronged them. God, we, we would we seek true forgiveness on those things. God, and most of all, God, keep our heads like pointed in your direction. God, give us give us that um give us that want. Give us give us as the song says, I want more, I want more, I want more. Won't you fill me? Like fill me, Lord, we want more. We can do better as a as a church. We can do better as a Christ follower, not just our church, but our churches around, God. Just give us that, that heart for the people. And God, we love you this morning, um, and we thank you. Um, and um, 
like I said, we just we we wanna we wanna be more like you. We just wanna be like you and help us with that, Lord. God, we love you and uh, be with us this week as we um, get ready um, as school pumps back up and we have all these new things that are happening again. <laughs> um, it's like hitting the hard reset button. God, just be with us through that. God, keep our our um, anxiety down and um, just be with us, Lord. We love you. Uh, get uh, Aaron and Emily and, and uh, Easton back safe, God, um, and um, and uh, bless them, God, as they're just kind of taking it easy and um, keep them safe and um, get them back in one piece, Lord. We love you. We thank you uh, in your name. Amen. So, well, thanks for coming. I promise you Aaron will be back later or next week, and I'll be back to my normal job just singing and not talking. Um, and um, uh, I think that's it. Uh, don't forget your offering if you haven't done your offering. Um, and that's it. Love you guys, and uh, we will see you next week.